0: Hey, this is Kate, and you're listening to the Self Love Podcast Quality and You. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Self Love Podcast Quality and You. I'm Kate, and this is episode number three. I'm so excited to be here again with you all today, and I really appreciate you tuning in on whatever platform you've chosen to view this podcast. Last episode, we talked about the four basic steps to becoming a better you. Step one was I want to be, which we determined was really saying I lack. Step two was I'm going to be, where we discussed about how we were going to fill in the space with our goals and our list of things that we wanted to do and become. Our step three was I'm becoming, and step four was I am. In today's episode, we're going to go back to step three, I'm becoming, and talk about the different things that are involved throughout that step. This is where we put in the work, where we break everything down. We're going to start with some definitions. It's very important that you realize exactly what you're getting into with this. Some of the things you've been taught throughout your life and the meaning behind them are incorrect to these teachings. Let's start with the definition of spiritual awareness. Spiritual awareness or spiritual awakening is the process by which we begin to explore our own being in order to become whole and reunite our spirit with our physical bodies in a commonality of purpose. Okay, great. Now that we have the Google definition, let's break it down even further. What exactly does that mean? Do I feel not whole? I already know who I am, right? I feel like I do. I feel like I've known me my whole life. Who else would know me better than I do? These are the questions I asked myself when I began my journey. I remember one thought that kept reappearing in my brain. I just kept saying to myself over and over, I don't need to know who I am. I already know that. I just want to skip all that process, I want to know how to achieve my dreams and my goals and be the best mom I can be and pass what I know down to my kids. Let's take this as a jumping off point. I want to add this in. There's a book by Wayne Dyer called There's a Spiritual Solution to Every Problem. And in it he talks about his definition of spirituality and what spirit means to him. He says that when he refers to spiritual, he does not intend it to be synonymous with religious. Religion is an orthodoxy, rules, and historical scriptures maintained by people over long periods of time. He also states that generally, people are born into religions and raised to obey the customs and practices of that religion without question. These are customs and expectations from outside of the person and do not fit his definition of spiritual, which I completely agree with. He then goes on to state that he prefers St. Teresa's definition of spirituality She states that spirituality is from within, the result of recognition, realization, and reverence. Spirituality, or spiritual practice, is a way of making life work at a higher level and receiving guidance from handling problems. So, now I'm going to break it down in the way that I interpreted all of that. Let's start with spirit, the non-physical part of a person, which is the seat of emotions and character, the soul. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Non physical part, also known as the gut, the intuition. Emotions, also known as the feels, the roller coaster of happy and sad. Character, also known as moral qualities, your personality. I'd like to take a moment to make a statement. I do not have any intention on changing your wonderful qualities. Why would I? If they are wonderful, then they are already in alignment with the Spirit. My only intention is to help you become aware and awakened of the off-balance parts of you and your life for the purpose of simply enlightening you. What helps you helps your children, and eventually all mankind. My purpose is to provide tips and skill sets that I have personally used to make these changes in myself. As you all know, I don't push anything that I haven't tried, tested, and received the result. I have tried, I have tested. And I have graciously received the results of the things that I'm telling and teaching you. I only wish for you to be able to apply them to better your life. With that, I salute you and humbly thank you for making the decision to say, hey, it's time I make a change. I want change. I want better. I deserve better. And I can be better. Let's start with the non-physical part. And I'm going to refer to that henceforth as the gut. Have you ever felt your gut? It's that tiny little nudge that's like deep in your belly. It's usually something that comes up if something is really, really off or really, really on. How often do you push that aside? A lot of people just push it aside as worry or imagination. They say like their imagination's running away with them. How often do you stop and listen to that? If you're one of those people that stops and listens, how often do you lean the way it's led you to go? If you listen and apply this little nudge to your life, then I would really like to insert an applause here. <laughs> if not, let's keep going. This is so important. This is a built in mechanism from the higher source, from the universe, from God, ho- however you want to say it. This is built in to help you. It's not meant to be pesky, it's meant to be helpful. If you have trouble telling the difference between what your head may be saying and what your gut is feeling, then I would like you to put a tip into action. When I was in my early 20s, I was making a lot of mistakes and not making the best decisions for myself. I eventually got to that point to where you just feel totally lost. So I went to my mom and I remember asking her, like, how do I know? What's something I can look to or ask when I'm thinking or about to make a decision? I really needed guidance. My mother's reply was something that I still use in my everyday choices. She said this, and this is the tip. If it feels good without any unsettling feelings or bad thoughts attached, and if it brings only happiness and goodness to you and those in your life, then it is of the spirit and you can rest assured that you will be fine making that choice. However, if it feels bad, If it leaves empty feelings, if it will bring pain, if it brings suffering or hurt to you or anyone in your life, anyone now or later on, then that is not the best decision. That's not of the spirit and you need to walk away from it. You would think that knowing right and wrong would come into play here, but for me, it did not. (laughs) For me, it was fuzzy. As an adult, it's not always black and white. So right and wrong just was not working for me. It wasn't enough. I needed more. I needed more of an adult answer, of something that could help me with my adult life choices. When we grow up, we lose some of the platforms we based our decisions on when we were seven years old. It's no longer do I want to play Barbies or jump on the trampoline. It's grown-up stuff with grown-up consequences. Every cause has an effect now. Every decision results in a different tomorrow. The knowledge you have today and that you apply today affects your later outcome. This applies to everything in your life. It includes the decisions you make with what you tell them today affects their tomorrow. They will see the choices you make and more than likely at some point make similar choices. That is why becoming spiritually enlightened and spiritually awakened, which is expanding your consciousness, which is what this podcast is for, is so important. It will clarify the path you take in every aspect of your life. This not only helps you, it helps them and everyone else around you. Once you practice this small tip and you put it into place, I like to call it a small truth. You'll notice how much better your mind feels when it comes to making decisions like I did. The stress felt like it was off of my shoulders and it replaced the worry and anxiety with the small question, will this bring only good or will this bring something bad? You will have a clear answer every single time. If both choices feel good, just pick one. You have two awesome choices. If they both feel bad or have some long-term yucky, like gross feeling, walk away. Something better will come along. You have to trust that. And I will work with you on how to learn to trust. I don't want you to settle for something just because it was the lesser of the two yucky feelings. The act of practicing this will help you in recreating yourself. So basically, listen to your gut, follow your gut, trust your gut, and put action behind this tip. Remember, I can talk to you all day long till I'm blue in the face. If you don't put in the work, if you don't put action behind what I'm trying to teach you, then it won't work. Next, let's talk about emotions. The feels. Oh, the feels. I have two little girls, so I can say that I know pretty much every emotion there is. I can even tell if it's like surface emotion that needs a boo-boo kiss or a deep emotion that requires immediate attention, followed by a Gilmore Girls binge watch on Netflix. I have seen everything from the huge crocodile tears that stop as they catch a glimpse of the reflection in a mirror to tears from laughing so hard that you are literally crying, and those are my absolute favorite. That's not all, though. I'm also lucky enough to hear my two-year-old laugh in her pure and innocent way. It's really the most adorable giggles. And I love that I can share laughter with my sweet 11-year-old, who almost always has a bright, beautiful smile on her face. Emotions can be wonderful or miserable. Here's the tip for this. Choose. That's right. It's a choice. Again. I know right now you're probably thinking, all right, I'm done. I'm not listening to this podcast anymore. You cannot choose how something makes you feel. She is totally cray-cray, but hear me out, please. Studies show that it's physically impossible to monitor all of your thoughts. There are way too many. However, these thoughts provoke emotions, which you can control. You can control your emotions. In return, this helps you control your thought process. So how do you do this? It's simple. If it feels good when you think about it, then think away. All of this stuff is based off emotions. It's good to keep uplifting thoughts around that raise your spirits. Remember your daily affirmations tip? This is the direct link to that. Positive thinking should be at the top of your goals list. If it feels bad when you think about it, then try this skill. Visualization is a very, very powerful technique. So I want you to try to put that into practice here. Visualize the thought passing by in front of you. Close your eyes and visualize it. Don't imagine yourself being like at one with the thought. I want you to try and separate and fill space between you and the thought. Imagine it going by in front of you. Do not grab onto the thought. Do not attach your emotions to the thought just observe it. Let it pass. If you make a habit of grabbing negative thoughts, then that's exactly what you'll attract. Law of attraction, more negative thoughts with negative attached emotions. This is something that requires practice and it's not often that you meet someone that says, well I never feel bad and I never feel sad. All my days are great. Most people on the planet have worse or sad days than on top of the world days if you'd start asking around. It should not be like that. Life is so exciting and amazing and full of happiness. It's up to you what you choose to pick out of your story and focus on. If you think of something that upsets you, don't beat yourself up about it. Just close your eyes and visualize placing the thought on a screen in front of you and then let it pass by. Repeat this process every time you start to feel down or depressed or have negative thoughts. Replace the thought with a happy thought or think of something you're grateful for, even if it's something as simple as running water in your house. I want you to feel that happy and feel that grateful emotion inside your belly. Let it sink into your core and shine out of you like a thousand shimmering specks. Literally visualize your skin shining with beautiful, we'll call it fairy dust, all the while producing this happy and completely selfless emotion. Doing this process retrains your brain to be in a more positive state. Not every bad emotion can be dealt with that way, though. That's one tip that's intended for more of your, like, surface problems. Some things are more of an issue than waking up with your power off, hair not washed, kids have school in half an hour, and you feel like you opened your eyes to the collision course on Survivor Island. If your emotion is coming from a deep-rooted issue... Maybe it's something you've carried with you since childhood, or maybe it's a regret. Maybe it's multiple regrets. Whatever it is, the different things that have happened over periods of time, those are buildups. I want to share a technique with you all, but in order for you to fully understand the technique and the skill, I have to share with you a pretty personal story. The story is pretty long, so I'm going to break this episode up into two parts. Join me on episode four as I go into the story and I talk about ways you can apply to your life to self-forgive. That way you're able to extend your forgiveness to other people. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again. I really am so grateful that you've chosen to listen to this podcast and I hope that it's adding benefit to your life and helping you work through some of the issues that you may be having. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel Like the Facebook and Instagram pages and follow us on Spotify, Buzzsprout, and Stitcher and all your major podcast platforms. Thank you all so much and have a beautiful day. As always, much like and love.